an imperfect reading of Fratelli Tutti of the Holy Father Francis on Fraternity and Social Friendship. Fratelli Tutti. With these words, St. Francis of Assisi addressed his brothers and sisters and proposed to them a way of life marked by the flavor of the gospel. Of the counsels Francis offered, I would like to select the one in which he calls for a love that transcends the barriers of geography and distance and declares blessed all those who love their brother as much when he is far away from him as when he is with him. In his simple and direct way, St. Francis expressed the essence of a fraternal openness that allows us to acknowledge, appreciate, and love each person, regardless of physical proximity, regardless of where he or she was born or lives. This saint of fraternal love, simplicity, and joy, who inspired me to write the encyclical Laudato Si, prompts me once more to devote this new encyclical to fraternity and social friendship. Francis felt himself a brother to the sun, the sea, and the wind, yet he knew that he was even closer to those of his own flesh. Wherever he went, he sowed seeds of peace and walked alongside the poor, the abandoned, the infirm, and the outcast, the least of his brothers and sisters. Without borders. There's an episode in the life of St. Francis that shows his openness of heart, which knew no bounds, and that transcended the differences of origins of national color, differences of origin, nationality, color, or religion. It was his visit to Sultan Malik el-Kamil in Egypt, which entailed considerable hardship given Francis's poverty, his scarce resources, the great distances to be traveled, and their differences of language, culture, and religion. That journey, undertaken at the time of the Crusades, further demonstrated the breadth and grandeur of his love, which sought to embrace everyone. Francis's fidelity to his Lord was commensurate with his love for his brothers and sisters. Unconcerned for the hardships and dangers involved, Francis went to meet the Sultan with the same attitude that he instilled in his disciples. If they found themselves among the Saracens and other non-believers, without renouncing their own own identity, they were not to engage in arguments or disputes, but to be subject to every human creature, for God's sake. In the context of the times, this was an extraordinary recommendation. We are impressed that some 800 years ago, St. Francis urged that all forms of hostility or conflict be avoided and that a humble and fraternal subjection be shown to those who did not share his faith. Francis did not wage a war of words aimed at imposing doctrines. He simply spread the love of God. He understood that God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God. In this way, he became a father to all and inspired the vision of a fraternal society. Indeed, only the man who approaches others not to be drawn in, not, not to draw them into his own life, but to help them become ever more fully themselves, can truly be called a father. Only the man who approaches others, not to draw them into his own life, but to help them become ever more fully themselves, can truly be called a father. In the world of that time, bristling with watchtowers and defensive walls, cities were a theater of brutal wars between powerful families, even as poverty was spreading throughout the countryside. Yet there Francis was able to welcome true peace into his heart and free himself of the desire to wield power over others. He became one of the poor and sought to live in harmony with all. Francis has inspired these pages. Issues of human fraternity and social friendship have always been a concern of mine. 
In recent years, I have spoken of them repeatedly in different settings. In this encyclical, I have sought to bring together many of those statements and to situate them in a broader context of reflection. In the preparation of Laudato Si, I had a source of inspiration in my brother Bartholomew, the Orthodox Patriarch, who has spoken forcefully of our need to care for creation. In this case, I have felt particularly encouraged by the Grand Imam Ahmad al-Tayyab, with whom I met in Abu Dhabi, where we declared that God has created all human beings equal in rights, duties, and dignity, and has called them to live together as brothers and sisters. This was no mere diplomatic gesture, but a reflection born of dialogue and common commitment. The present encyclical takes up and develops some of the great themes raised in the document that we both signed. I've also incorporated, along with my own thoughts, a number of letters, documents, and considerations that I received from many individuals and groups throughout the world. The following pages do not claim to offer complete teaching on fraternal love, but rather to consider its universal scope, its openness to every man and woman. I offer this social encyclical as a modest con contribution to continued reflection in the hope that, in the face of present-day attempts to eliminate or ignore others, we may prove capable of responding with a new vision of fraternity and social friendship that will not remain at the level of words. Although I have written it from the Christian convictions that inspire and sustain me, I have sought to make this reflection an invitation to dialogue among all people of goodwill. As I was writing this letter, the COVID-19 pandemic unexpectedly erupted, exposing our false securities. Aside from the different ways that various countries responded to the crisis, their inability to work together became quite evident. For all our hyperconnectivity, we witnessed a fragmentation that made it more difficult to resolve problems that affect us all. Anyone who thinks that the only lesson to be learned was that any lesson to be learned was the need to improve what we were already doing or to refine existing systems and regulations is denying reality. It is my desire that in this our time, by acknowledging the dignity of each human person, we can contribute to the rebirth of a universal aspiration to fraternity. Fraternity between all men and women. Here we have a splendid secret that shows us how to dream and to turn our life into a wonderful adventure. No one can face life in isolation. We need a community that supports and helps us, in which we can help one another to keep looking ahead. How important it is to dream together. By ourselves, we risk seeing mirages, things that are not there. Dreams, on the other hand, are built together. Let us dream, then, as a single human family, as fellow travelers sharing the same flesh, as children of the same earth, which is our common home, each of us bringing the richness of his or her beliefs and convictions, each of us with his or her, her own voice, brothers and sisters all the time.